Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, Church of God in Christ, where we believe in encouraging, empowering, and equipping people to live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us now as we enter into our worship experience. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you and your life. a word for, for somebody here, hallelujah, that we're going to recover, hallelujah, what the enemy has taken, hallelujah, God is going to give us the kind of boldness, he certainly has already given us the power to go back into the enemy's camp, hallelujah, and take back what he has stolen, hallelujah, glory to God, would you just say that your own selves, uh, hallelujah, I'm reaping, I'm reaping the promise God promised me. the name of the Lord. Don't be dismayed. Uh, hallelujah. It may look like the enemy has gotten away with all of your goods. Uh, hallelujah. But if the Lord has to catch him, uh, hallelujah, after he's left the building, uh, stop him out in the parking lot. Uh, hallelujah. The, uh, the devil is going to have to pay you back. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody just help me say payback. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless the name of the Lord. Oh, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren and sisterin to dwell together in unity. Let me go to the word of the Lord very quickly, but I certainly want to thank the Lord for each of you that make up this August body on this morning. Certainly each of you that are worshiping worshiping with us on our various media platforms. It's just a joy to be in the house of the Lord uh, with you, and we just believe that God is going to, to continue to do great things in your lives. I would like to direct your attention to a, a somewhat familiar passage of Scripture in the book of Ephesians, uh, chapter 3. And uh, we have been studying in our Bible study uh, the book of Joshua for the past several weeks. And Joshua is an Old Testament version of the book of Ephesians in the New Testament, wherein the people of God begin to take back. They begin to use the authority by which God has given them to actually go in and proclaim and take back what 
uh, is rightfully theirs, but for whatever reason, someone else may be trying to make claim on it. But it's a type of um, a warring uh, book where you don't fight with bullets and guns and arrows and spears. You begin to fight in the spirit. Hallelujah. You fight with the weapons of the warfare that God has given to us. He said, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And so I, I just want to rehearse in your hearing what many of you already know and just confirm what many have already been shared, hallelujah, uh, by way of the spirit uh, through the word of the Lord. Let me also say this while um, uh, I, I'm standing uh, on this week, we will move from Joshua into the book of Hebrews. Um, there was a there are several chapters in in Joshua where it's a repeat performance of them just going into cities and taking over. And so I didn't want to belabor you with all of the uh, the rhetoric, the continual rhetoric. And so for the past two weeks, we moved toward the end, chapter 23 and 24 uh, of Joshua, where Joshua actually signs off and goes off the scene. And so uh, give some instruction, and hopefully you can go back and hear that if you haven't heard it already. But we're going to move into the book of Hebrews on this Tuesday. Uh, I'd like to direct your attention now, though, to Ephesians chapter 3, uh, verses 14. And I invite you to read along with me. Not a whole lot of reading. Verses uh, 14 through 20 is where we'll try to take our argument on this morning. Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 14, when you have it, say amen. amen. Let's read together. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that ye ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord is blessed. I'd like to take a thought from the verses 18 and 19 where it says, excuse me, 19 and 20, where it says, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that ye might be filled with all of the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to say it with me, the power that worketh 
in us. Would you just turn to your neighbor before we pray and tell your neighbor, the anointing is on you. The anointing is on you. Let's pray. Spirit of the living God, we honor you and we bless you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for God being who you are and who you are to us. God, many of us live beneath our privilege because we don't realize and know exactly the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. God, what him sending the Holy Ghost into the world has done for the believer. But we thank you, Lord Jesus, that from time to time you come to remind us, hallelujah, the price that you have paid, hallelujah, and the treasure with which, oh God, you have been pardoned to the believer, hallelujah, that gives us power and authority in this day and time. God, we're not without power. We're not without effectiveness. And so we pray, oh God, that you would remind us, enable us, oh God, to recapture the mindset and the belief that the power of God continues to rest on the inside of us. We ask now, Lord Jesus, God, that you would dispense, hallelujah, with any folly that the enemy might try to employ on this morning. Cast the devil out. In the name of Jesus, wrestle every foul spirit to the floor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Cause your people to give ear to the word of the Lord. Let them hear what the spirit says to the church. And we'll be careful to give your name glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say thank you, Lord. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. The anointing. What is the anointing? That may sound like a basic, perhaps even an elementary question to ask most of us, but until just a few years ago, uh, I really didn't have the answer to that my own self. It is a peculiar and particular thing that despite how much we talk about it, how much we preach about it, how much we sing about the anointing, very few of us really understand what the anointing really is. See, many people still think that the anointing is where you drop your voice an octave and you drag out words and you fall into a trance-like trans state in order to appear to be spiritual. That the idea is that the anointing, if it's real, it must create an awe and an amazement of, of supernatural demonstration in order for it to be considered the anointing. It's believed that the anointing must be something that's so distant, so deep, so unattainable, so far-reaching that it would only appear that great preachers and prophets of God are the only ones that can actually operate in it. But today I've come to church to deliver a message to each of us from God, the CEO of the universe, to tell you that the anointing is not just for special people. That the anointing of God is for you. 
It is designed and it is and, and, and it, it, it has the ability to empower you for everyday living. And all you need is some understanding in order to start living in the power of the anointing every day. Just touch your neighbor and tell your neighbor there's an anointing on the inside of you. So, so let's look at what the word says about it. In John 14, 26, it says, but the comforter, and this is Jesus talking, it says the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things into your remembrance whatsoever I have told you. Jesus tells us here that the comforter, the Holy Ghost, is a he. It's not an it. It's not a thing, but he, the Holy Ghost, is a person. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He is the third person in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And, and, and when he comes, he, the Holy Ghost, he is going to teach you all things and lead you into all truth. The Holy Spirit does that through what is called an unction or an anointing. First John 20, excuse me, first John 2 and 20 and 27 tells us, but ye have an unction from the Holy Ghost and ye know all things or all things are made uh, for you to understand. And then he goes on in verse 27 and says, and the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you. And ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you all things and is truth and is no lie. And even as it has taught you, it shall abide in him. Notice the striking similarities between Jesus' description of the comforter and John, glory to God, and then John's description of the anointing in 1 John. According to these scriptures, they both are in us. They both have the ability to teach us. And they both have the ability to show us all truth. There is a connection between the Holy Ghost and the anointing. They are not identical. They are not the same thing, but they do fit jointly together. Uh, what God showed me was that the Holy Ghost is a person and the anointing is his personality. One definition of the word person is the frame or the outer makeup of something, the casing or the housing. Uh, when referring to the human body, it may be considered to be the frame or the structure, what we actually see when, when we look at you, your bodily shape. But it does not give us to know uh, just by looking at you what you are actually all about. The personality, on the other hand, is what actually makes up the person. It is the substance that makes the person who he or she really is. For example, when God made uh, the person, the first person or the framework of Adam from the dust of the ground in, in Genesis chapter 2, Adam had no substance at first or personality. He was just a framework. He was just a ceramic 
until God breathed the breath of life into him, until God breathed Zoe, until he breathed Hispa into this slab of flesh, glory to God, it wasn't until then that Adam became a living soul or a living message. In the same way, spiritually, the Holy Ghost is the person or the frame and the anointing is the personality or the substance that fills the frame. With that, in fact, uh, in mind, let us take a, a look at the words anointing and unction. In 1 John 2 and 20 and 27, both of them come from the same Greek word meaning charisma. Or, or, or a smearing or a rubbing or an endowment, in many cases an endowment. And the anointing literally means to smear on or to overshadow or to paint over. When then the anointing comes on you, especially like it did in the Old Testament, hallelujah, it is this painting or smearing, hallelujah, of everything that makes up the, 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 the Holy Ghost directly and causes, uh, glory to God, you to become something that you never were apart from the spirit of the living God. It is his personality, his overshadowing you, his clothing you with, with virtues, his character, his power, hallelujah, that really gets the job done much more than your own. So when this super, which is the third person of the Trinity, comes in contact uh, or is smeared upon uh, this natural, which is you and me, uh, all of a sudden we go from natural, uh, hallelujah, to supernatural, uh, being able to do, uh, hallelujah, in a spiritual realm, uh, what we never would have been able to do on our own accord. And what you could not do previously by your own natural ability, all of a sudden now, you have the supernatural power of God that enables you to do more, hallelujah, than you'd ever been able to do before. When I was in junior high school, my science teacher taught us that power was the ability to get results. And when I transferred that definition into the spiritual realm you could say that the anointing is God's power demonstrated in the life of the believer in order to get results done in your life and that's why you can't let any and everybody tell you that the anointing is just for some folk it's not just for some folk hallelujah the Lord has given us power and authority That, that means if, there, if you're a singer, that once the anointing of the Holy Ghost comes up on you and is smeared on you, you don't just go through the motions of singing anymore. Now you have the ability, hallelujah, to sing under the authority of the Holy Spirit so that breakthroughs and deliverance and higher levels of worship are realized. 
if you are ministering and, and you have been clothed or painted uh, with the anointing, uh, the power will flow through you. Uh, hallelujah. That enables you, hallelujah, uh, through the power of the Holy Ghost uh, to release uh, bondages and chains, uh, destroy yokes, lift heavy burdens, uh, heal bodies. Uh, glory to God. Because, uh, hallelujah, of the anointing of the Holy Ghost. In fact, housewives and ushers and businessmen and businesswomen and athletes, musicians, pastors, students, teachers, uh, construction workers, white-collar workers, blue-collar workers, uh, anyone uh, who will get in position and get under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, have it smeared on you, have the ability to produce outstanding results. The anointing of the Holy Ghost guarantees victory at all times. It is the source of power. Hallelujah for every believer. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And unfortunately for, for too many of us, we, 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 have, we have some way, somehow missed the significance and the importance of being able to come in contact and realize what God has placed down on the inside of each and every one of us when he baptized us with the Holy Ghost that it becomes now the key element that has been missing too many times from our everyday lives. And this absence affects us. Think of it this way. If I have this microphone and I know how to use it, when I turn it on and I speak to you, I expect, just like right now, that my voice is going to be amplified. But if somebody up there intentionally or inadvertently cuts the power off that's powering this microphone, in spite of all of my knowledge and all of my efforts, my voice and all the equipment that you see around us, I am not going to get the amplified sound that I believe that I need. And the reason why it's not going to happen is because there's no power flowing, hallelujah, through it so I can't get the results that I would desire. The Bible is full of examples that illustrates how the power of the Holy Ghost actually works. Let me give you one, one that comes to my mind most, most often. In the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 2, for instance, the Bible says that the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Ghost moved upon the face of the waters. This verse depicts how the Holy Spirit moving on or overshadowing the faith of the wa face of the waters, how what effect it had upon it. The earth, the Bible says, was formless, empty, yet when the smearing of the Holy Ghost, glory to God, when God spoke and released the Holy Ghost, uh, hallelujah, over the earth, uh, hallelujah, all of a sudden, uh, something that was void, uh, without form, was dark, all of a sudden become, it became together because of the smearing, uh, hallelujah, of the Holy Ghost that was upon it. When God spoke, let there be light. Uh, every muscle of God uh, in the person of the Holy Ghost uh, gave results to what the father spoke uh, and out of gross darkness uh, there became light. Yeah. 
Let me move on. Luke chapter 1 provides another clear example of the Holy Spirit's overshadowing or painting or smearing of his power on someone or something in order to get results in the natural realm. The angel Gabriel delivered some amazing information to Mary, the future mother of Jesus, when he said, and behold, Thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth the son and thou shalt call his name Jesus and he shall be great and be called the son of the most of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. This announcement came as great news to Mary except there was one significant detail that was missing. Bible says, then Mary said unto the angel, uh, how shall this be? Seeing I know not a man. To Mary, it looked like an impossibility. It looked like an impossible situation. She knew that without the seed of a man, that there would be no way for her to engage in conception because virgin women, quite simply, do not get pregnant. But look at what Gabriel says in verse 35. And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the son of god he gave mary a clear and simple explanation on how this impossible thing would become possible just look over at your neighbor and tell your neighbor or ask your neighbor what impossibilities are in fa are you facing hallelujah glory to god we serve a god that is the god of the impossible that has the ability to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask hallelujah how do i know it because the same holy ghost that smeared hallelujah over mary is the same holy ghost that is going to overshadow you the overshadowing power of the Holy Ghost, uh, hallelujah, has an anointing with it. Uh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Say with me, Lord, uh, let your power overshadow me. Let your power overshadow me. Like Mary, a delivering word of the Lord, I need it to come to me right now. Hallelujah. To help me and face my impossible circumstance. And you may not understand how it can come to pass, but the God that I serve, he is the same God yesterday and today and forevermore. If he did it for Mary back then, he'll do it for you right now. He'll do it for you in this season. Whatever you are facing, hallelujah, there's an anointing on the inside of you that's able to help you to do it. You may not understand how it can come to pass, but I'm telling you, don't you are not in trouble. Don't be in despair. Hallelujah. You are not without help. Hallelujah. You just need to reach up and know that your help draweth nigh. 
all that you need is a smearing of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will guarantee victory. Hallelujah. You may be in a financial crisis, but the Holy Ghost, the anointing of God, hallelujah, is able when the Lord will say to you, I shall supply all of your needs according to my abundant riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Help me say yes. He'll do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You might say at first, how can this thing be? Hallelujah. Glory to God. How can this thing be? Since I'm underemployed, since I may not have a job at all, how can this thing be? Since I don't have health insurance, how can this thing be? Since I don't have a husband, since I don't have a wife, but remember, Hallelujah. Remember when the power comes upon you, when the glory of the Lord overshadows you, results will arrive on the scene. I don't have any help today, but I praise God that I'm a witness that God will show up. Hallelujah. When you call him. My God, my God, he'll cause the impossible to become possible. He'll make your, hallelujah, the wildest dream come true in your life. What impossibilities are you facing today? I know you feel like you don't have enough money. Hallelujah, that's not a problem with God. You may, not, you may feel like you don't have enough strength. You may feel like you don't have enough influence. You may feel like you don't have enough support. But the God that I serve says, hallelujah, he has placed in these earthen vessels a treasure, a power, an authority that is able uh, hallelujah to help you in every situation that you face hallelujah touch somebody and tell them what you need is already been smeared on you what you need has already been deposited in you hallelujah what you need is the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost His power, his personality, his supernatural ability, influence uh, will help you to get the results that you need. Uh, hallelujah. I wish I had somebody that would say, bless the Lord. Uh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, it's residing in you uh, right now. Uh, hallelujah. You don't have to go anywhere. Uh, it's already in you. Uh, glory to God. Uh, it's like ragu. It's in there. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus said is upon me because it has anointed me. Hallelujah. It's making everything available that God has promised me in his word. Some of us spend too much time looking for help on the outside looking for people on the outside looking for systems on the outside looking for social services on the outside looking for things on the outside looking for the physical and the material on the outside but I challenge you to activate the power that's already in you glory to God allow the power hallelujah to be revved up on the inside of you 
to be kick-started, to be jump-started again. Because this 21st, this 20th verse says, now unto him uh, that is able uh, to do exceeding uh, abundantly uh, above all uh, that we can ask or think uh, according to the power that's already working. It's already working. Hallelujah. If you want to see how much God can do through you, look at what he did, hallelujah, for the disciples. He told them in Luke 24, 49, he says, and behold, I send to you the promise of the Father upon you but tarry ye here in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from Ohio. Once you are endued with power from Ohio, nothing somebody say nothing will be impossible to you when you have the power you'll be able to tread over serpents You'll be able to rebuke the devil. Hallelujah. You'll be able to lay hands on your own self. The promise that Jesus was referring to was the Holy Ghost and the anointing and to be endued with power mean to be dressed and clothed with righteousness with the vestures and the qualities hallelujah of the person of the endowment of the Holy Spirit. I'm closing, I'm closing. But in other words, hallelujah, hallelujah. God says, what I placed in you, hallelujah, it'll give you the authority to do whatever needs to be done. Hallelujah. The reason that I gave it to you is so that you'd be able, hallelujah, to go into the enemy's camp and take back what the enemy has stolen. Hallelujah. The choir saying, I'm reaping what God has promise me. Uh, take back uh, what the enemy has stolen. Uh, hallelujah. I can rejoice uh, because the anointing the anointing is on me. The anointing is on me. Hallelujah. Devil don't try anything because the anointing is on me. If you send something in a boomerang because the anointing is on me. I'm closing, but Acts 1 and 8 says, after you have received power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, hallelujah, you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. Hallelujah, I'm going to give you power to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I'm going to give you power to become the sons of God so that whatever you say, hallelujah, your words have power. I'm going to give you power to cast out devils, to tread on serpents, to speak life and death in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, just somebody just say the anointing is on me. Hallelujah, the anointing is on me. The power of the Most High resides on the inside of me. In all things, I say all things 
all things are subject to me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The word of the Lord said if you have the faith, the size of a grain of a mustard seed, you could say to the mountain, hallelujah, mountain, hallelujah, be cast and be removed in the midst of the sea and it shall be done. And then the Lord goes on to say, and nothing say that with me and nothing and no thing hallelujah hallelujah and nothing shall be impossible because you have the anointing would you stand all over the building I want to pray hallelujah 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 thank you Lord Jesus mighty God Let me just say this because many times we think that the anointing of God is given just so that we personally might be benefited. But the reason that God sends the Holy Ghost, the reason that he anoints us is so that, let me say this again so that we might literally become the light of the world, that we would become the salt of the earth, not to just look good and parade in front of broken people so that they might see how blessed we are. But he gives us the Holy Ghost and the anointing, but he couples that with compassion for people. So that when we recognize people, especially people that were where we used to be, that we feel something and we have the ability to minister effectively to them. And so I want to pray. I want to pray that, that we some way somehow move from coming to church into being the church. The anointing is, is not just for us to feel good. The anointing is there so that we can do good. And we can do good to our fellow men. Would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, we honor you and thank you, Lord Jesus. God, we thank you for this gift we realize that we didn't do anything to deserve this. God, but we thank you that, God, you are faithful enough. God, that you have bestowed upon us, God, this ability to do great and marvelous things. And so we submit ourselves to you right now in the name of Jesus. God, that you would move upon us. That there would be an overshadowing, there'd be a spirit, a smearing, that there would be a painting on of your anointing, oh God, that reminds us when we look in the mirror, God, what we're really called to do. God, that this word won't depart from our memory, that we won't be able to just pass this off, but God, that it will continue to regurgitate in us so that we might understand and fulfill the purpose for which you have called us out of darkness 
into this marvelous light. Lord, enable us, hallelujah, God, to be the ambassadors for Christ that you are calling for in this last and evil day. You've anointed us for this. Hallelujah. You've anointed us for, us, for it, oh God. Enable us, oh God, to perform it in the name of Jesus. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Enable us, oh God, to fulfill our purpose and our calling in this hour. While men's hearts are failing, God, we pray, oh God, that we'd be a lamp, that you would be a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path to lead us, God, into these dark places so that we might be light to a dying world. In Jesus' name we pray and ask all these things. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Would you give a... Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more info about our church, visit us on our website at www.topchurchlv.com. We hope this message encouraged you to know you can live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us next week for another sermon to uplift your spirit.
Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more info about our church, visit us on our website at www.topchurchlv.com. We hope this message encouraged you to know you can live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us next week for another sermon to uplift your spirit. 